This is Savannah and Allison with Gracefield Chatter, where we talk about honoring God with our life, love, work, and relationships. Join us every other week for a little bit of wisdom and a lot of laughter. <laughs> Good afternoon. Hello. <laughs> Happy Friday. Thank you, Jesus, for Friday. Such a great day of the week. <laughs> yes, it is. It's my favorite day of the week. Mind you. Not really. I like Monday. Then I like Friday. I do not like Monday. I don't like all the days in between. I like Monday. I like Friday. I despise Monday, and then I like all the other days, and it gets increasingly better until Sunday after church, and I'm like, oh, It starts over again tomorrow. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> an impending sadness mm-hmm. until Monday at 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I get it's you. okay. So, we're in a new setup now, because I had to move, and Savannah... Got a house, so now we're at Savannah's house, and I don't, can't see you, and it's very awkward, and then I'm eating chocolate, and, it's, and I'm just very out of sorts right now. Yeah, same. I feel like I'm going to fall off the edge of this bench, but it's fine. Sitting on the same bench with each other may not be our best move. No, bonding. Maybe next time we'll find a different... Yes. I we, don't know. We'll anyway. move upstairs next time. There's okay. a circle table with two soft, cushiony chairs. That sounds good. Let's yeah. do that next time. It's okay. a hard bench. Anyway, what we're doing today... Um, well, what was the brightest part of your week? Or it's been weeks because we couldn't record oh, yes. for a little bit. So yes. just give us any highlight. I finally moved into my new home. That's a good highlight. I'm not living in two different places. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great. What's yours? Getting engaged. Oh, yeah! It's been that long since we've done this! <laughs> it was the next day, I remember! You're right. It was the day after we recorded because yes. you were at the house and, and you saw the rain. Yeah. And I didn't know. Yep, yep. Oh. Uh, yeah, and I don't... Think there's really been a good bright spot since then. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to top that. <laughs> this is been there. true. <laughs> so that was amazing. And then the next three weeks were rough. And here we are. Two weeks, three weeks. I think we're just at two weeks. Anyway. Two or three. I don't so, know. yeah, that's definitely the brightest. And then since then, there have been bright moments. But not like, you this know, is the best day ever. And being surprised because exactly. he hired my friend slash photographer. Yes. His friend so we got awesome photos. And then the is, next day, we had already scheduled to go look at wedding dresses. Win-win. And I found one. So that was a great day, Also too. win-win. That was fun. And we had everyone, moms, sisters, nieces, the whole shebang. So it's it was good. a fun day. It's a good. So that whole weekend was pretty great. And then since then, it's been like rocky and moving and packing stuff up. And you know, I know that. Being in hospitals and it's just yes, not been great. not good. Mm-mm. It's been okay, but not. Yeah. So that was that was it. Agreed, yeah. Mm-hmm. So on that topic of things not being <laughs> stable, <laughs> let's use that word. Stability. Today we're going to talk about... God being unchangeable or unchanging, however you want to say it. And the word for that is immutability. So that's the quality of God that doesn't change is his yes. immutability. Yes. So any of Such those an odd word. synonyms. I saw that in a Daily Grace word. I'm like, book and I'm like, what is immutability? I'm like, can we just put not changing? <laughs> that's why I didn't start the episode that way. Because I was like, nobody's going to know what this word means. <laughs> Including myself. So, we'll throw it in there so you learn some new vocab, but... Yeah, it's too hard to say. I'm not saying it. We're going to talk about the fact that God doesn't change. Yes. And what that does for us and our hearts, because sometimes our hearts need that. Yes. Often. For sure, mine. Yeah. Yes. So, to reinforce why God doesn't change, or if you thought heard us say that and we're like, what? God never changes? Really? Are you sure? <laughs> yes. We've got some verses to read, so we're going to start with God's word in Revelation twenty-two thirteen. All right. Pause. <laughs> I 
love the sound of flipping Bible pages, though, so I yes. usually never edit them out. That's fine. As long as, as long as it takes Savannah the adequate amount of time to get there. 20? 22! What am I doing? 22? 13. 13. Thirty minutes later. Hey, you know what? (laughs) I am the Alpha and the Omega. The first and the last, the beginning and the end. And the last part in parentheses says the eternal one. Mm -hmm. Which I love because eternal means going on and 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 on. Even though he's the beginning and the end, there's actually no beginning and end. But so that's the first one. Second verse is James one seventeen. Going backwards. James is my favorite book of the Bible, everybody. I love James. Pack of truth. Uh-huh. One. I'll read that one. What? 17. Where was it? Don't you like it's how much I Actually, write? you're closer, so you read that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I wrote immutable in my Bible. Oh, you did? Oh, wow. wow. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights which is, in parentheses, it says, the creator and sustainer of the heavens, in whom there is no variation or shadow cast by his turning. And then in parentheses it says, for he is perfect and never changes. Yes, there's no variation. He is perfect and never changes. And I love that, and I feel like I read it in a Daily Grace book too, mm-hmm. but it, someone at some point in time I read said, along with that verse, if he is perfect... That means he can't possibly get any better mm. than he already is. So he can't change because he's already reached the max perfection, yeah. which is pretty mind blowing because we don't have anything in our world to compare that to. Right. Everything can get better. Or we see like a flower bloom and it's beautiful one day and then the next day it's wilted and died, you know? Mm-hmm. So either we see things at the height of their, what we might call perfection, but then the next day it's dying. Mm-hmm. So, right. like, even the little things we see in creation that are super beautiful, they don't last. They don't stay perfect forever. It's all either dying or we as people are constantly getting better, you know? Mm-hmm. So, we just don't experience that idea of he's already achieved, you right. know? It's, like, hard to even grasp that he's is is. perfect because our idea of perfection is not even accurate. Yeah, it's <laughs> We can't tainted. even say something. Yeah, per- yeah, perfect is irrelevant except with God. Right, and I feel like we as individuals, especially we as women, we have a goal to be perfect. Yes. And then every time we fail, we get so disappointed in ourselves. And I feel like a lot of times I accidentally reflect that on God. Mm -hmm. That he's working towards perfection too, Mm -hmm. instead of the fact that he's always been and always will be perfect. Therefore, there's no way he could possibly get better at anything than he already is. Right. Right. Which is pretty cool. Yes. And mostly brings me to the fact of like, so why don't I fully trust him? <laughs> it's a personal problem. Because <laughs> if he already knows the best possible way to do everything, then it's probably pretty trustworthy. Yes, I would you know? agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. But we think we're, we know better sometimes. Yeah. So we're going to get into the heart of what that means of God being perfect in our life in a minute. So the next verse is Malachi 3.6. I'm reading Malachi right now. Really? Yeah. It's a great book. Malachi. Malachi. (laughs) Malachi. I'm really trying to look up these pages for her. I do love it. (laughs) It's like it's going to be on your side again. Nope, nope, nope. It's my side. Okay. For I am the Lord. I do not change, but remain faithful to my covenant with you. 
That is why you, O sons of Jacob, have not come to an end. So he doesn't change even in his promises. Mm -hmm. And even when we change and don't hold up our end of the bargain, he's saying that he still does not take back his word. Mm -hmm. He says he's faithful to his covenant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the next one is Hebrews 13, 8. Hebrews 13, 8. I didn't throw the Bible, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I promise. Where am I? 12. 13. Eight, my side, way over here. Jesus Christ is eternally changeless, always the same, yesterday, today, and forever. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. And I like the, this one and the thought of Jesus being perfect, too, because then I feel like if we remind ourselves of that and stand sure-footed on that statement, then we can never be like, I can mess up so much that Jesus' sacrifice wasn't enough. Mm. Or I messed up so much that God doesn't want me anymore. Or I've done something so bad that they won't love me now. If Jesus' sacrifice was perfect yesterday, today, and forever, if his life given for ours was good enough at any point in time, it is good enough forever. Yeah. And that is a very big truth that you have to stand on in Christianity to Mm -hmm. be able to live set free. Mm Mm-hmm. The next one is Jeremiah 10, 10. You see that over there? Mm-hmm. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is fun. <laughs> we should just randomly search through the Bible more often on the podcast. I oh, know. A song's coming in my head. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> it's on my side. Nope, that's 11. Oh, no. <laughs> Stuck together. All right. 10, 10. But the Lord is the true God and the God who is truth. He is the living God and the everlasting King. The earth quakes and shudders at his wrath, and the nations are not able to endure his indignation. The Lord is the true God and the God who is truth. He is true and the truth. Yes, and everlasting. So his everlasting truth. And again, if he's perfect truth, Mm -hmm. then he's perfect truth always. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. His truth doesn't become outdated or no longer relevant. Mm -hmm. It's perfect always. Always. And there's nothing that can shake it away. Even right. the earth shudders at him and his wrath, you know? It's just... It's cool. It's cool. I think taking a moment just to dwell on how big God is is cool. And it kind of just leaves you with like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I never have eloquent enough words. No. So I'll probably listen back to this episode and be like, gosh, it's, it is cool. Like, that's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of how I always feel. It's I'm cool. like, wow, God. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That was just awesome. Speechless. <laughs> All right. 26 and 27. Psalm 102. 26 right here. and 27. You're sad. Even they will perish, but you endure. Yes, all of them will wear out like a garment. Like clothing, you will change them, and they shall be changed. But you remain the same, and your years will never end. Never ending years. Unperishable. Unchanging. So the last one is Exodus 3.14. Exodus. I got these little Bible tabs. They're real great. It's very helpful. They're pink with and gold writing. Daily Grace. <laughs> Trying to fill in the spaces. <laughs> Shout out to Daily Grace Coast. Right, always. Which we've already shouted out to twice this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little more. So Exodus 3.14 says, 
God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, you shall say this to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. And I saw a note today when I was doing some research on this that said, God's very name is a statement that he is complete and without a need to change or grow any better than he already is. Mm. I am who I am. Mm. And J.I. Packer remarks that God's very name is simply a declaration of his self-existence and his eternal changelessness. A reminder to mankind that he has life in himself and that what he is now, he is eternally. Mm. Now kind of reflecting on if God is never changing, what does that mean for us? So we've discussed this in the last couple episodes, Mm. but what is it about change that makes you dislike it so much? Unsurety. Mm -hmm. Discomfort. (laughs) That's a change. Getting out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Changing from what is normal. I don't like normal. I don't like to be not in my daily routine. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of fear of like, Mm -hmm. if something different could be something worse than what I'm Mm -hmm. currently doing every day, right? Right. So there's that fear. mm -hmm. I feel like most of the time when I think of change, I think it's always going to be bad. Oh, yeah. 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 And I think you can just look around us in this. Mm -hmm world the crazy world that we see Mm -hmm. and come up with all kinds of bad ways that change could affect our lives right right Right. so that's for sure there i think there's a lot of people who are like worst case scenario thinkers Mm -hmm. so when you just say (laughs) change jobs or something you know they spiral into like depths of terrible life choices yes when there could be a job that's better than the one they have you know or moving to a different house again you could spiral to Mm-hmm. I don't want to live in a house that doesn't have this, 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 you know? Yeah. Yes. And then so we sit there and we harp on all the negative and yeah. then we make the change actually bad when it actually could be a good change if we would allow it to be. Right. I think for me, I there's so much flexibility that's required to change or to go through some change in life that stretches me really hard and it's kind of not fun and scary. But I'm definitely with you in that there's a fear of failure. Like if I do something new that I've never done before, that I don't have experience doing, I'm afraid I'll fail, Mm -hmm. which I hate that feeling. Um, And then, like you said, the surety. I think that's what gets me of an ever-changing world. There's a lot of fear that I won't be safe or that I won't be, you know, like at peace or Mm -hmm. in an environment where I feel safe and comfortable and all those things that our hearts kind of long for change scares me that something bad could happen and I won't feel safe and cozy and right so right I think that's my biggest Mm -hmm. Wayne Grudem defines God's unchangeableness as follows God is unchanging in his being perfections purposes and promises yet God does act and feel emotions and he acts and feels differently in response to different situations The first half of this definition means that God will never change in who he is, his perfect nature, the mission he desires to accomplish, and his faithfulness to fulfill every promise he makes. He will always be who he has always been since before the creation of the world. However, the second half of this definition reminds us that God does act and feel differently in response to different situations. He is not a robot. He is not some impersonal static force. And I love this quote because I think a lot of people get caught up in if, at least I've had conversations with people who are like, well, if God doesn't change, then why do we pray? 
because we're not going to be able to change the outcome of anything. Mm. He's either saving people he wants to save, he's going to let someone die of cancer, or he's going to heal them, or whatever, and, like, I'm not going to change his mind, right? Mm. And so I think you do need to wrestle with that question of why am I praying? I don't Mm. think we should ever just be praying because that's what we've always done or because it's what someone told us to do or Mm. because it's what our parents do. But... I think a pray beard builds our relationship mm-hmm. with God and helps us to know him more mm-hmm. and better as we talk to him and he communicates back and he leads us in life. But be what he said. I think it helps us to understand that God does have emotions mm-hmm. and he does react to things mm-hmm. even though his truth, his mission and his love will never change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Does that make any sense? And when you re- read that, I literally was thinking the unchangeable God just wants to change us. Oh, yeah. And that's the ultimate goal he has. Is His purpose is yes. His purpose is for us to build the kingdom, for us to get to heaven, and mm-hmm. for his children to be with him. Yeah. And for everyone to know who he is and to love him. That's his purpose. That's never going to change. Right. But he changes us so that we fulfill that purpose. Mm -hmm. And if we're not going to be sitting there and talking and communicating to this unchanging God that knows everything that we need to do and change, we're never going to change. And we're going to be stagnant and stuck in what we think is our unchanging happy spot when in reality it could be so much better. Right. And I think God reacts and responds to us as he's changing us. Mm -hmm. So once he starts leading us to do something and we're like, you know... I usually do this, but I feel God pulling me in a different direction, and I'm going to choose God's direction this time. Mm -hmm. I think God reacts to that. Like, oh, yeah, she did it. She finally got it. Especially when you walk through it, and then you're like, oh, that is better than what I typically, my comfort zone, (laughs) like what I typically go through. And then you talk to God, and you're excited about it, and you're victorious. He's reacting to all of those things. Mm -hmm. So, like, even if it seems so small, like, that's where the change in us happens. Right. Like you just said, it happens in those moments of God having his straight path toward his end. But when we finally jump on that path with him, he reacts to our emotions. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's when you feel him. Yes. That's when you talk to him. You can't sit there and say, why would I talk to a God that's not changing? Like you said, Mm -hmm. and whatever's going to happen will happen. Where's your faith? You're never going to change if you don't sit there and you call out to him and pray to him. Like you said, he's not here. He's not not hearing you. Yeah. He's not wanting you to not come to him and pray and talk to him. I think, yeah, I think the love for God and the relationship with God grows Mm -hmm. through prayer. Yeah. I don't think it's always, we want to go into it with our list of things Mm -hmm. and we want God to answer those prayers. So we go into it that way, but I don't think that's what it's for. No. I think it's for us to be humbled, to be willing to be changed. Mm Mm-hmm. And then again, when we get on that path with God, we will get excited about things. We will start seeing things. We'll be like, look, I'm growing. You know, like we'll get excited and God is excited with us. Yeah. So I think that will make our love for God grow. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't think it's meant for us to go into it with you need to heal so-and-so and and you need to save so-and-so. And And Mm -hmm. although he does want us to pray for Mm -hmm. healing and pray for lives lost, I don't Mm -hmm. mean that either. Mm -hmm. But that's not the end goal of why we pray. Right. Right. And I think it's hard because a lot of... Christians emphasize those things, those list of prayers, rather mm-hmm. than the relationship prayers. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to do. It is. It is easy to do, mm-hmm. um, for sure. 
but I think that's where you start chewing on that question it gets really hard mm. I think it's because the perspective on prayer is slightly off not that God needs to be changeable mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah <laughs> agreed agreed when you've watched The Chosen, has it struck you how very unsettled their lives were, the disciples, as Jesus is calling them? Yes. Like constantly moving. They're putting up pitching tents. They're moving tents. They're in new cities. They have random people grabbing their arms for healing or like wanting them to come here or wanting them to go there. Then there's groups of thousands of people that need food and Jesus has to make food for them. Yes. Like I read the Bible and I knew it was three years that his ministry is, but I just didn't see it until I was watching The Chosen. Yes. And then I was like, good gravy. Like their lives were different every single day for yeah. three years. Yeah. And like <laughs> when I read this little script that you sent us, <laughs> I remember when I first started watching The Chosen, I'm like, I know I shouldn't think this, but how in the world do these people do this? I couldn't do it. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do it. Is it that bad? No, I know. I think that too. Because like in the very beginning, Nicodemus gives them money. So they have mm-hmm. a coin purse and they're counting everything. Because mm-hmm. Jesus will be like, just go get this, you know, or just go buy this. And so mm-hmm. they're like, okay. Well, then the money starts running out and they start arguing about how they're going to use it. And they start like, one of them is like meticulously taking notes of everything they're spending, you know. And I was just watching it like, this is real life. Like humans 100% would do this. You yes. have one person there that's like, no, we can't buy that. We don't have enough. And then you have other people that would be like, Jesus has probably got it, right? Like, we can just say whatever him. we want. Like, we could probably just ask him and he'll show up, right? And then other people are going to be like, no, you most certainly will not just do a miracle. I'm not going to be the one over the corner and be like, I'm not giving my it's opinion. <laughs> I feel for everybody. I'm going to go home now. It's just funny, but I've just been watching it and I'm like, oh, wow. Like, even being a follower of Christ, then as the very first follower of Christ, it is... Mm-hmm. unsettling and ever-changing in their daily lives. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, and I just, think the peace ahead. that comes with it is knowing that your God is not changing because right. our lives need to be flexible. Right. I was just going to say that earlier when we were talking about change versus unchanging, we are called to change. Mm-hmm. That is why our God is unchanging is because our purpose in life as a Christian is to continually change and become more like Him. Right. We're sitting here, we're terrified of change. We are. We are. And I don't know, I feel like the only way to do it, too, is to know that you have a reliable foundation to Mm -hmm. stand on. Mm -hmm. Because there's going to be days when you're changing and you feel vulnerable. There's going to be days when you feel scared. There's going to be days when you feel great about how you're changing. (laughs) There's going to be days when you feel terrible. Mm. And, like, you need to know but there's a God behind you that's like holding you up, yeah. you know, yeah. that doesn't change. So I think it's a huge factor of who God is that affects our daily life. Mm-hmm. Shifting gears a little bit, what makes you most afraid of honesty and letting people see the worst of you? <laughs> afraid that I won't have friends. <laughs> yes. Or afraid that I'll make a fool of myself, you know. I've always been terrified of people thinking bad about me, and okay. that's why I don't like to be honest. Okay. I've gotten much different nowadays. I'm, I'm just say what I feel in a very, very nice way. Um, yes. But no, yeah, I was a people pleaser. I don't like it. Oh, yeah. No, same. Mm-hmm. And Dad asked this in Sunday school sun- this past Sunday, and no one answered. Your dad teaches There's Sunday like, school? Yeah. Phil. And he's teaching Levi Lesko's Last Supper on the Moon, which yes. is one of my favorite books. Oh, you just books. read that book. Like yeah. a year ago or Yeah, something. a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're doing the Bible study on it now, and that's why I wanted to go Easter Sunday while I was there. 
dad's doing a Bible study on that. So it was the first Sunday, and that was one of the questions. It was like, why is it so hard to let people see the worst of you? And no one would even answer. Like, everyone just went in their shells and like, no. And that is why. And I finally was like, because we all want love and affection, and we're afraid if people see the worst of us, they won't give it to us. <laughs> and dad was like, yes, that's... <laughs> that's correct. That's my daughter. And everyone was just nodding around the room like, <laughs> Yeah. And, and she was honest in that question. That's why I threw that question in here because it's such a simple answer, but we're all afraid of it. It goes through yep. every single person. I mean, even we're engagement, we're having some conversations with premarital counseling that's making us be extremely vulnerable and talk about the worst parts yes. of our past that we don't want to talk about. Yes. And you guys are the same way, but then you know that you cannot marry someone mm-hmm. without them seeing the worst of you, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Like they need to know what they're who they're making this commitment to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's terrifying. It is terrifying. It is not a fun process. We do not enjoy those conversations. Nope. And me and Jordan, when we'd done the premarital counseling, I felt like after every single video, something had happened literally the same day or the next day that involved that exact video prior. Oh, my gosh. Like, there was one. I don't know if you've done this one yet, but it was the one where you have a bucket that's full of water. And some things have, you know, half of half a can of water full and, like, some things in your life, like... Mine is anxiety, and some things just push me over. Okay. And then some people's may be if you are have a history of people saying that you don't do good with money. Argument. Back down to normal. Yeah. I was crying. He isn't crying. Blah, blah, blah. Then I'm like, you know what? Y'all literally dropped a drop in your bucket, and you are overflowing. Uh-huh. And, and we both like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know? Yeah. Simple. It's simple. And I feel like that happened after almost every single one of those videos. And we look back now and we're like, thank you, God, for premarital counseling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've been really good. I haven't, ours haven't been that dramatic. Yes. There have been some honest conversations afterwards that were kind of like, okay, we need to do something fun now because it's just got really heavy really fast. Right? They're they're, so good. They're all things I'm very glad we're talking about now, for sure. Mm -hmm. But there have been some vulnerable conversations that it was like, oh hard to look each other in the eyes and, and say them, you know, right? because you're just like, this is the absolute worst of me that I'm just yes. hanging up for you to see. And ugh, like, it's not fun. No. But then you look back and you're like, they still love me. I know. I know. And the fact that he still gets up the next day and tells me good morning and how much he loves me. It's like shocking yeah. to me. Yeah. I was reading a thing today that your husband is husband is the only one that chooses to love you. Your family, your parents have you. They have to love you. It's true. Your children you're their parent. Have they have to love you. <laughs> Your spouse is the only person in the entire world, in the world, that chooses Jesus. to love you. And I think that's why it's the most powerful and the most difficult relationship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because, because of that. Right. It's the only one we are choosing. Right. And we choose God who's already chose us. Right. And I think that's why it can be so powerful. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard other people say, is that God speaks to them about things that they need to work on in their character mm-hmm. and about ways that they need to love better through their spouse than through any other relationship they have. Absolutely. And I, just in a year of dating Jonathan, I've already felt like God has shown me so many things I did Mm. not see in myself that need work. Mm. Absolutely. And we're not even to marriage yet. So I... It keeps going. I can see that. keeps going. Except you're more vulnerable and you get more huffy and puffy and you know they're not going nowhere. That's right. (laughs) And you're like, I'm so sorry. I'm a horrible person today. Thank you for loving me. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. 
Yeah. So the monsters, man, they're they're real. It's true. It's true. So how that relates back to changing God. Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. I just wanted to make sure people knew it related back. It does. <laughs> we were talking about. <laughs> so vulnerability and God's unchangeableness. Hang with us. Mm-hmm. Does the fact that people change in their love, their affections, their focus, and their time management ever scare you in your closest relationships? It kind of goes yes. with exactly what you were saying. 100%. Okay, because you've had those friendships where you were yes. close one day and then they grew apart, right? Right. A lot and of them. so, huh? Or they changed what they were into. They changed how much they loved the Lord and suddenly you weren't on the same path anymore. Mm-hmm. They changed like, anything. Their affection mm-hmm. for you. They just decided they liked another friend better and quit hanging out with mm-hmm. you as much. All those things, right? Mm-hmm. It makes us scared mm-hmm. of relationships. you not want to have any more relationships with uh-huh. anybody else. Dating. You're, they tell you they love you and then they don't they never act like you. it anymore. And then yeah. they walk away and right. you're like, what just what happened? Just happened? <laughs> Like, I thought we were doing good. And right. then you get to marriage, and they propose, and it's like, okay, but are you... Are you sure? I Like, are you going to stay? Yep. Or are you going to be like the other ones who said they love me and then walked away? Right? Like, we right. have that going through our Absolutely. Head. All the time. And I think that is part of why we have a hard time being vulnerable. I think it's part of why we have a hard time being vulnerable with God. Mm. And I think it's a huge aspect of why we as humans struggle with God's unchanging. Yeah. Right? Because we're always afraid that he's just going to pop up one day and lie and say, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever, I'm done with you. Exactly. Or that suddenly we did something that was just too bad too and bad. now we're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I think that has a huge part of why we struggle with it and why we struggle with human relationships. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and I'm preaching to myself here, but if we could get to the point of where we just solidly believe and continually remind ourselves that God's love is forever and unchanging if it was enough to free us from sin again that one time and it's enough for eternity and we rested in that i think we would we would be better at human relationships we wouldn't feel so hungry for them to never change or never leave us Mm -hmm. because we would have the security already in god Mm -hmm. and i think even if we know that he's not changing and his love is enough we just don't remind ourselves enough like Mm -hmm. i'm not good at preaching that to myself Mm -mm. No, on a regular we, enough basis that right. I'm like, okay, it's okay if everything else changes. Like, right. it doesn't matter. It's all fine. <laughs> change know? is fine. It's all fine. God doesn't change. Like, yeah, I don't do it every do day. I, do I still threaten Jonathan that he better not ever leave me? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like... <laughs> <laughs> Things we don't do to God. <laughs> I might have more peace about that if I was reminding myself that God's not going to change. Right. That's right. I don't know. I may threaten him for the rest of our lives. I can't tell you. But maybe one day. <laughs> you will, yes. <laughs> and he just looks at me like, oh, you puny little girl that couldn't make me do anything. <laughs> anyway, but sure, you can thread me to never leave. It's fine. <laughs> oh. So, anyway. Charles Spurgeon said, remember, God is the same. Whatever is removed. Your friends may be dissatisfied. Your ministers may be taken away. Everything may change, but God does not. Your brethren may change and cast out your name as vile. God will love you still. Let your station in life change and your property be gone. Let your whole life be shaken and you become weak and sickly. Let everything flee away. There is one place where change cannot put his finger. There is one name on which mutability can never be written. There is one heart which can never alter. The heart is God's. That name is love. 
and that I mean when I read it it just brought me to my knees like mm. it is so comforting to know it's like it's like Job's story it's I was just quote. thinking Job I'm like this is Job that's <laughs> this funny is Job. yes like literally everything can be taken away from you mm-hmm. and God is still worth waking up for yeah and God is his love is still enough yeah and his mission still hasn't changed right. <laughs> you know and that just that should give us so much peace for all of our anxiety and our little worries and fears and that he's never changing he's always present and he's going to love us the exact same today as he did five years ago Mm -hmm. and as he will when we're in eternity with him right and that it just i don't know it should it should rock our whole lives Mm -hmm. just hearing that and knowing that it's true yeah for you how does setting your attention on this one attribute of god change the way that you talk to him, read his word, or do life with him? I think it's more of the fact that you know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's Mm -hmm. not changing. He's always going to be there, and he's always going to be listening. Mm -hmm. So I think it gives me a sureness that the relationship that I have with God is never going to go anywhere. Yeah, for sure. I think it it definitely makes me feel more stable. Mm Mm-hmm like these past couple of weeks that have just been all just something different and new every single day. Like from a grandfather in the hospital to moving to, you know, living in different places and just like bouncing around. It's been very unstable. Mm-hmm. And just to sit down every day, no matter where I have been spending the night yeah. with my Bible and just being able to get up and like have my coffee and my Bible and just be like, okay, let's just bring it to a peaceful place <laughs> real quick before the day starts. And some days I thought I was doing one thing and then I would get a phone call and that changed the entire day, you know? And so it's just like, okay, for this 30 minutes, like we're just going to talk to the God who doesn't change, who is peace, who is love. And just like, let that soak in so that whatever else changes until tonight when I go to bed, (laughs) you know, you have something to rest on. Yes. And it just kind of makes my time with him like restful and okay, we can just talk. We can talk about your mission and we can talk about what you want for me today mm-hmm. and what you want me to see today because the rest of the today's events just don't really matter that much, even though they've been crazy every day. You know, so mm-hmm. just, it's been like that piece of just stability, I guess mm-hmm. is the word. Yeah. Um, on the opposite side, when your heart and mind aren't set on the fact that God is unchanging, how does that affect your prayer and communication with God? I doubt God. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm, I doubt him. Like, you ain't, you're not really, why am I even doing this? Like mm-hmm. you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I even praying if I'm praying the same thing over and over again? He's not doing anything. Uh-huh. I've mm-hmm. been there. Mm-hmm. And it is so frustrating, and you feel mm-hmm. so defeated. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, God doesn't want any of those feelings for us. So if we feel that way, that can't be coming from God. No. <laughs> Something has right. to be screwed the wrong way in our perspective, or in the way we're approaching him, or the way we're wired at that moment because God doesn't want us to feel defeated. Mm. He wants us to feel victorious. Right. And so if we're praying every day and feeling defeated, like we're doing something wrong. Right. How does your perspective of God's character affect your relationship with other people? I would say that it gives me a surety that no matter what happens in all my other relationships, that God's still going to be there. Mm-hmm. And that no matter the circumstances, good, bad, high, low, happy, sad, God's still right there in the middle of everything. Mm-hmm. It definitely brings a you're not alone mm-hmm. feeling to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like I kind of touched on it earlier too, but I think it helps too, especially in these like relationships you're choosing forever together. Mm-hmm. 
it almost reminds you like, okay, so even though yesterday wasn't a great day for us and we didn't handle that well, the marriage is unchanging in the fact that it's not breaking apart. So mm. tomorrow, let's do this different. So it's not <laughs> right. like marriage is perfect and then it's unchanging like God's unchanging, mm. but the, the commitment should be unchanging Absolutely. to reflect God's unchanging character. Right. So it kind of, if we're focusing on God being unchanging, then we can kind of go into the next day of being like, okay, let's reorient or let's get back on track or let's, you know, right. like do better today than we did yesterday so that our <laughs> commitment for the rest of our lives can go a better course, you right. know? Right. I think right. it brings like a longevity, I guess is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. to that commitment instead of just, I want to be happy today. Like, you know, right. just like shallow things like that. It brings right. it more to like, okay, yeah. we're in the, this for the long game. Right. We're covenantly bonded together just yeah. as we are in Christ. Yeah, exactly. We got to live honoring each other mm-hmm, for just sure. like we would honor God. For sure. Mm. And then with other people, I think what you said too, it just reminds me that like, even if other people don't love me well today, that like they're changing, they're growing, they're Mm -hmm. learning, Mm -hmm. God's working on them. Mm -hmm. They are not responsible to show up every day and treat me well. Absolutely. I need to go to God to be loved well, Mm -hmm. you know? Which is so hard. I heard something the other day that said whenever, well, they're talking about your spouse. Like whenever you wake up, the first thing you do is you look at them and you say, this is so-and-so God's child, mm. my husband, you know. And then I think you can do that with every single other person in your life. Mm-hmm. This is so-and-so God's child. It doesn't matter how mad you are at them or how frustrated or hurt or happy or whatever. They're God's child first. They are imperfect. They're going to be continually changing, and they're going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're God's child is never going to change. And I think it's so easy to look at other people and be like, oh, they know better. Like, why are mm-hmm. they doing this? Right. I can't tell you how many times I've said those words. Yeah. They know better than this. They should mm-hmm. not be doing this. They should not be treating me this way <laughs> or treating so-and-so this way. Yes. But like you said, like it, we have to put that character trait of being unchanging and perfect on God and take it off of each other. Yes. Because it's not on each other. No. You know, we are not perfect. No. We are not unchanging. And we're only going to get frustrated with each other when we look for that there. Mm-hmm. God has given us that, but it's not to be found in our human relationships. Yeah. So we have to come to them with more grace and go to God to get the perfect, unchanging stability. Yeah, absolutely. So to close out today, I found this one last Bible verse that I'll read for you guys. It's Psalm 105. And it says, For the Lord is good, his unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. And then the person who had that verse in there said, The same is true with his sovereignty, holiness, power, faithfulness, goodness, patience, grace, and even his wrath. His attributes never change. So he's Mm -hmm. always holy, he's always powerful, he's always faithful, he's always good, he's always Mm -hmm. patient, he's always grace-filled. And he's always sovereign. And those mm. things we can just know they won't change because that's mm-hmm. who he said he is. And if he is perfect and he is true, then he's all those things perfectly. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's something we can rely on. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. No matter what's going on in your life, we just hope that this helps encourage you that even when we're not good, when other people aren't good, when life is not good. When money is is not good, jobs are not good, God is, and God is worth relying on through those Mm -hmm. rough seasons. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
All you have to do is call out to him and he's there for you. Mm-hmm. No matter what you've done, what somebody else done. He's not going to change. Because nope, he, he said he's same. enough, which is yep. the coolest part. No Absolutely. person declared him enough. He said he's yep. enough for us. Yep. And that's it. And no matter times, how many times I've messed up and ran back to him, he loves me just the same. Oh, yeah. And the assurance of that is uh, continually brings me back to him when I falter, which is every day. And his arms wide open, like accepting you back. That mm-hmm. hug is the same every yeah. time, too. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like just... the prodigal son often. Often, yeah. 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 And his celebration of you coming back is the same yeah. every time. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's good. He's good. Even when we All right. <laughs> Let's close out in prayer. Hey, God. We just come before you today, Friday night. We're exhausted. <laughs> it's been a long week. It's been a lot of crazy things lately. House renovations for Savannah and life and a new puppy and a lot of family turmoil and moving and crazy stuff going on in my life and I just you know we're both tired but God we're so thankful that you don't get tired Mm. (laughs) that you don't need breaks that your power never ends and your love and your grace and your faithfulness never end like we don't ever have to be afraid of you running out of love for us Mm. or running out of mercy for our prodigal son moments our rebellion and our selfishness and our just being too exhausted to love someone else well you know and we're so thankful that you have enough you have more than enough that we could ever need in our whole lives you will still have enough to keep lavishly pouring over us we're thankful it brings us to our knees to know that you are so big and so good but we also just want to thank you for not being like us (laughs) for not being like people and nagging family members or you know rowdy puppies that pee on the floor like we're we're so thankful that you're perfect and loving and generous but also that you give us those friendships and those families that make us laugh and giggle and those puppies that bring joy to us so we're just thankful for your gifts we're thankful for who you are and that we can come to you no matter what we're in the middle of and you will love us. You will have arms wide open to take us in and to show us what our next steps are. If we're super far off the path or if we just took one step off, you've got the next steps for us to get back close to you and we're thankful for that. And just ask that you would help all of our listeners to just hear about your unchanging quality, to think about it, and I just pray that you would keep bringing it back to them that you're stable and sure and will never change or falter that they can rely on you and that you love them. We thank you so much for everything that you do and for this time that we got together today um, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Bye, guys. Have a great two weeks.